Welcome back to the Discovering Forestry podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Lofi, alongside the other host, Mr. Arborjet Joe Aitken, here for another compelling conversation about trees. Joe, we're sitting here middle of January 2023 here in the Rockies. We got a lot of precip out, out west uh, in California. They got a lot of moisture too. I saw the Midwest and out east is looking warm. How, how are you doing? How's winter going for you? Winter is going winterless. Uh, um, I'm a snowmobiler and I don't have my snowmobiles going yet. Um, but we have we have precipitation, we have rain still, but we don't have the snowpack. So that's different. Um, everything's different right now, but it's all good. We know it. Um, if you look at the the three million year <laughs> evolution of forest and trees, it's just another year. We just got to make do with what we got. So it's all good. Everything's good. Um, I'm in Northern Michigan right now. Um, and we have no snow, which is kind of rare. Um, and the Great Lakes have no ice on them, which is really weird. So I just want our listeners to make note of that. And does that change how things progress in, in plant healthcare coming up? Uh, how does that affect the whole big picture? All in all, me, I'm doing great. Mother Nature, she's confused. She's she's very it- confused. It's it's rare to turn on the news and hear about the reservoirs in California getting fully charged. And here in Colorado, our snowpack is at about 130% of average with more coming tonight. So it's it's just goofy. And I think as as the climate changes, like you were saying, over the millions of years that it does. Um, it's very interesting and curious and we get to be in the front seat and see how it affects the trees. So it, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Cool stuff. And the cool thing is that tonight, um, and I, I, our guest tonight, I have a, a, a huge respect for, and you brought up a question from one of your students about our last podcast about why doesn't trees freeze? And it 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 made me think um, about how do we not only do they freeze, but how do we put a price on a tree? How do we value a tree? And there was only one person I could think of in my and not to brag, I got a big group of people, but there was one person person that I went right to that I thought they could be a great guest tonight to talk about what what's the value of a tree so without you and I BSing too much um, I would love you to introduce our guest tonight to talk about what is the value of a tree absolutely I would I would love to and I actually met with author I believe that he's also, you know, consultant arborist, tree appraisal specialist, Marty Shaw, but I never read his book. I bought it and I never read it. I'm betting, I'm betting our guest tonight has, so I look forward to covering some of that, but, but our guest tonight is senior consulting arborist, Kay Sickenator. Kay, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? 
I'm doing really well, Tori. Thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you for taking the time. Where tell us tell us a little bit about, about yourself. How did you get into forestry? How did you get into our borrower culture? What are you doing today? Well, it's a, it's a, a bit of a, um, a a turnaround. Honestly, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but yeah, I didn't couldn't cut the uh, cut the uh, organic chem. So I decided uh, I was going to natural resources, and since there were no jobs in that area when I graduated, I on a whim just took a lance you know applicator job in Long Island, New York, which turned into. Um, you know, an IPM degree and, and, and off we go. So, um, so I've been doing plant health care since like 86. Wow. And I ran, um, yeah, pest management for a couple of companies. And as, whoops, along that way, I was looking more at tree structure, of course. And so now, now I do the tree risk assessment and I'm, uh, Oh gosh! So I'm an expert witness in trees that you know, for cases that involve trees and and how that goes. You know, you just nobody wants to go to court. Everybody hates a deposition, and I I can tolerate them. So therefore, that's what we do. And I I come across a go. lot of really interesting stuff. Okay, now let's go back. Let's go back a little bit farther. Now, did you? Did you get a degree from MSU or or U of M? I got a degree. I got a, a, a bachelor's in zoology from MSU. So I knew a lot about insects. And then I got a master's okay. in natural resources and IPM gypsy moth at U of M. So you have both major, major universities in Michigan covered. And good for you because That's it's always right. a debate on which one. Um, and we know we've talked on the past on the podcast that um, obviously U of M does not have their forestry program anymore. And I, and I think a good dear friend of ours uh, was one of the last graduating classes in Marvin, but yeah. forestry, yeah. you, you chose forestry. You chose trees, and here you are. And we've been at a, a lot of conferences together, um, which which is kind of going to direct us in the topic I would love to talk to you about tonight, what a value of a tree is. Um, if I think in Michigan, if I had an inst- a, a situation where I had to figure it out, I think you would be the one I would call. So I would hope that between Corey and I, let's take the podcast towards what's a tree worth? Um, Where do we go? How do we figure this out? Um, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, but this comes up a lot in arboriculture, but we... I'm going to sit back and act and not, not even acting. I don't know. This is a, this is a, a subject in our burr culture and urban forestry. I do not know enough of. So that that's a perfect segue. So Kay, uh, there's gotta be some equation. What's a tree worth? How do you find out what a tree is worth? 
Okay. We have to define what kind of tree you're talking about because, of course, there are trees that are grown for commodity, like fruit trees, nursery trees, lumber, pulpwood. And then there are trees that are in the, you know, in the landscape that get damaged or in the environment. Are they a woodland tree? Or are they a landscape tree? And then, you know, how prominent of a tree is it? What's the function of the tree? Lots and lots of considerations go into the valuation of trees. Interesting. So it's it's not just <laughs> people can't just look at a tree and and think, uh, for instance, a shade tree. They can't just look at it and go, okay, well, thousand dollars to remove it, four hundred dollars to replant it, because you're not going to have those same benefits. Well, if you if your client is happy with a four hundred dollar tree to replace their tree, that's large enough you have to charge $1,000 to remove it, one can do that. So it's all a matter of the loss and the compensation for the loss. So we have to define the problem, How you know, what is the actual loss? So, uh, <laughs> so again, if it were a nursery tree, we I did a fire and went through a nursery, we had to figure out what would it cost, you know, what, what did he have, what commodity did he have there and what future um money was he losing from that from that situation so that's a loss the insurance company would would cover what about you have a guy that's cutting timber in your woodlot up north uh you don't care to cut the timber in your woodlot you're really happy with what it is and you you know you take your four wheelers back there you hike or whatever what's that tree if they come over and take that tree what's that mean okay there's 400 up, up just like it nearby well, is it is it visible from your cabin? Do you have a deer blind in it? What you know? What are we doing with it? So the function of the tree is really is really critical, and we have formulas, a very specific formula, and there's 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 others as well, but the one that we use most commonly in the United States, in Canada, it was developed by the Council of Tree and Landscape Appraisers, and yeah, so um, we we apply it, but. That does not cover, you know, timber and all that. They have their formulas. Okay, let me throw let me throw a wrench at you. All right. Now, I understand everything you said so far. How do and how can you establish value through sentimental and aesthetic value? Now, we we what one of the one things that kind of brought me to this discussion in again thank you very much for being here on the podcast tonight is that i get questioned all the time i got a black walnut my back tree and i'm in an urban landscape i'm going to get two grand to take it down I'm like no you're not um <laughs> how do how can we establish value on sentimental and aesthetic value that's got to be, um, it, it, you've been through it. That's why I'm asking you this question. How do you establish what it, what what is a true value? And it's not a true value as in uh, wood, how much board foot you can get out of it. How can you put a price on someone's heartfelt appreciation to that specimen in their front yard? And it's a tough question to answer. I know it, but I gave it to you 
because you can answer it. I can answer it, but it won't be quick. Let's put it that way. So the first thing we, we have to establish is what is the tree's function for that person? What is their loss? So is it, in your case, you're saying, yeah, you, we're not going to, uh, this is a tree that they maybe, uh, they planted when they were a child and, you know, it's grandpa's old house or whatever, and they have a huge amount of sentimental value. That is not something you can price. It's not a cost. It's not something, it's a value. It's not something we can, I'm not going to pay for his sentimental value, but we can factor that in in our landscape appraisal. If the function of that tree is in part because it's historic, it's it's a sentimental. Um, it could be a real public tree that people love. It could be a rep, it could be a mascot for someplace. Any of those reasons, we can we can up the value of the tree. It's not gonna. It's not the cost. The cost is what any person would be willing to pay. It's value. Excuse me. Okay. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's an important, that's important um, description of terms. So uh, my aesthetic value is different than the true value. Well, I would say cost. What, okay. Yeah. Cost, right, the cost is what it would take I, I to put it in the ground. No. Right. Okay. I, I want our listeners to know that there's a difference in that. And just because you love the tree to death don't mean it's any more valuable when it comes down to, which I hope we have time enough to get to the court case when we have to take it to court because something happened to it and this tree's gone. Yeah. It's a million dollar tree to me, but well, according to uh, what the um, organizations that create tree valuation assumes that the value is so I, I i'm putting you in a situation so please, please continue yeah. so a big part of our job is to discern what people think their value is and also what's you know sort of realistic that's part of speaking with with the folks usually attorneys sometimes homeowners themselves or tree owner um where was I going with that? Um, yeah, so so it's all you got to have a lot of people skills, Joe, because you got to you have to help them out. So I always equate it to a, like a, a pocket watch or some sort of uh, jewelry that you know was their great grandmother's, and she brought it from Germany and all this stuff. And if you take it to a jeweler, it's going to appraise and what it's going to appraise. So if you want a tree appraisal, not a value, just a just a tree value, or you know you want a, an appraisal. It is what it is, and that includes depreciation, and the the function has to be demonstrated. So let's say Jay, let's let's just say this. Let's say I go out and look at a tree, and and the um, Joe, that you think your tree's worth ten thousand dollars. It's a walnut, and it's it's just magnificent. You know, it's supporting all kinds of wildlife. You're so proud of it, and I, you know, and I'll I'll say, you know, how much you know, you've never spent a penny on it. You've, you've never taken care of it. You've never had it pruned. That's not demonstrating that you necessarily care for the tree. Right. So it's something, it's it's like that. Or you, oh, it's in the back 40 of my property, but I see it all the time. There are no pathways. You don't take walks. There's no pond by it. You're not a hunter. 
that's not demonstrating the use of that tree. If it can be demonstrated, we can factor it in. Now, Kate, this is this is great. And I'm trying, I'm putting together a visual in my mind. And you you're in Michigan area right now. Yes. So so let let's say we were in urban Michigan. We have a front yard, call it a 20-inch white oak. Uh, and you have you have had it pruned on a three or five-year rotation, and you have been treating it for gypsy moth, spongy moth, whatever it is. What would be a fair assessment or could you give a range on what that tree might be worth? If it's your only tree, you're on a quarter acre urban lot. What, I mean, would it be out of the, out of the realm to think that that, that tree would value five, $10,000? What are we thinking? Well, you know, Corey, it depends on the condition of that tree. Because a white oak's a high value tree. It's a it's a good wood. It's a good it's a good species. Sure. And how do we know this? Well, we're we're foresters, but also um, our local committees um, in the states have their own guides that go along with this national guide that ranks the trees by their utility in the landscape. That's not in the woods or whatever in the landscape. Sure. So white oak's good if you don't have oak wilt nearby. Maybe Michigan is now getting a lot of oak wilt, so that's I'd probably factor that. That's going to depreciate it. And then let's say that's that's great. It's 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 healthy. It's green. It's growing well, and it's got a god awful codominant stem that's going to split out any day. That's a negative eight thousand dollars. I've actually appraised trees in the negative. Oh no way! Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're I, I was yeah, not expecting they're that. Hazard trees. Wow, as important. For the listeners to know that, yes, you, just because you love it, doesn't mean that there's value. So, (laughs) I I have never heard. It doesn't mean other people are going to pay it. Great point, Kay. True. That is a great point, but I never thought that if, if I ask you, Kay, uh, arborist extraordinaire with all your credentials and your long-term, please come out and if a tree, if it's called tree evaluation, come out. Um, I have an itch, a situation. I never in my wildest dreams have thought that you, uh, after your evaluation, could put a negative on a tree. Yeah. That's well, important for yeah. people to know that it is not all roses well we we all have cars joe some of our cars uh i love you know you love your old whatever sedan and nobody would pay you oh this is worth you know whatever nobody's gonna pay that so you have to you have to think about that and we also consider joe trees are considered real estate you know perhaps they're part of the real estate as is all the landscaping now, we don't always appraise them by doing a real estate appraisal, but we could do that. You can do a comparative appraisal with and without the trees in question, the plants in question. If you do that, and, and, and that, we usually, you know, we don't often do that because we're not, that's, that's not what I do for one. But also the landscaping is, is grouped up into a smaller amount of um value than than we sometimes want to go but i always consider that because i just i just got off a case where a person 
put a value on a tree that was in pretty poor condition. And he put that value up about two thirds of the cost of the property, the entire property. Which that's not, wow. yeah, that's not an appraisal. That's just giving a statement of tree value. I want this not, tree. But that is not amazing. an appraisal. Right. He didn't depreciate for its condition. What's the, uh, if I can ask this, and you don't have to give exact numbers, but maybe a range, what, what's some of the highest valued urban tree? Uh, that you've appraised, like they, that you put a dollar on it. Have you, you know, what do you, what yeah. comes to mind? Yeah. Well, there's there, usually, I have to say, and this in, very in general, they don't usually come up over 10,000. They often don't come over more than a couple thousand. I did have one that was a extremely prominent tree in a very prominent place. And that was up around 35,000, uh, up to 50,000. One of them was. That was it. No. And that was an insured tree. That tree was insured for what, where it was and what it was doing. That, I, I but think you think I could the... get him to do the plant calf care I wanted him to do for it? <laughs> I could not get him to get the, get a mulch ring around it big enough. So $35,000 tree. Oh, this was a magnificent oak. I think it was 58 inches. It was amazing. Very, very prominent historic oak had history with it. It had a lot going on. You, you know, we have listeners right now who are going, "Oh, the tree I got in my front yard. Oh, that's got to be at least that's on." Nah, it's worth about fifteen hundred if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Wow, yeah. this is this is good. This is good to hear. But that's I, a, never... that's really important to know, Corey. Yeah, we look at our. You know what they say? I got a white pine down. I'm up at my Northern Michigan property and I got a white pine down by this Creek. That's it's gotta be a 50, 52 inch white pine down by the property. It's probably virgin. No one's ever. And I think it's a million dollar tree, but when you come down to it, um, it's board foot, you know, and I know, okay, we don't talk about, um, and I'm kind of setting up for a, a future podcast. We don't talk about, we're talking about urban trees tonight. The very important trees in your front yard that you're, you're, um, in res your responsibility is maintaining. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you know, difference between out the back 40 that the world doesn't see just because it's valuable to you doesn't mean that it's any more expensive than whatever you can get out of a manufacturing board foot out of. Well, and so... Sorry, go, on, go ahead, Corey. I, I was going to say that's no, a please. really good point, and you, you've kind of inspired me. And and I know you 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 kind of walk that consulting legal path, you know. And you, you, we've got to tread it responsibly. Um, what is a homeowner's obligation for a tree on their property? Have we talked about that before, Joe? I don't think we have. That is amazing. So if Kay, it goes back to what you said earlier. If they're not willing to invest in the welfare of that tree, how can they at a point of despair ask for enormous amounts for that tree if they never gave a shit about it in the first place? <laughs> well, Joe, Does that people, make sense? Great you know, point, Corey. People want what they can get. I mean, you do see, I have to say in that sort of situations that you see the worst in people, 
You, you really do. And I have a, a fair background in life coaching, thank goodness. So <laughs> that serves me really well on these cases because these people are, can be very distraught. And sometimes they, they can just be greedy. And if you and if you bring in the fact that if it's a trespass case, I see we see a lot more of those that are involving attorneys because in Michigan, as in many states, if you will willfully trespass and damage or kill a tree, it's trouble damages. So you're going to get a lot more activity. And that's why it's so important for anybody that's working on a property line tree. You don't take their word for it. You've got, you know. You, you've got to have both parties involved if it's if they can't prove that that tree is wholly on their property because others any bit of it any bit of the chunks on the other property it's, it's dual ownership so that's another yeah. little point but um yeah i mean yeah that that's a factor <laughs> and it doesn't they don't always settle to where i think they should i can tell you that but um my job is just to is to best represent what that tree uh having now been gone what either it's going to cost to put it back like it was and doing what it was doing yeah and i don't think i i, I you take a 200 300 year old tree down you really it, it's got to be hard to evaluate what that tree not only environmentally produces but uh, aesthetically values it's got to be a very difficult <clears throat> approach as a consulting arborist to put a number on something like that. And I know that regionally there's a lot of um, work on tree valuations. And I know, Kay, you've been involved in a lot of trying to write specifications on how to, how to figure this out. It's got, it, you know, we're, we're winding down, but it's gotta be, exhausting to try to figure out you know Corey it's got to be just heartbreaking and exhausting to try to put a price on what truly that tree is worth well that's it and that that's why be. you hire professionals like you have k and 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 k and i see the aska american society of consulting arborist shirt on which thank you for doing that thank you for being yep. awesome um, like Joe was saying, as we're wrapping this up, you know, what are some, what are some final points you want to make? You know, keep, keep in mind that a lot of our listeners are arborists or arborists in training. So maybe they want to go the direction of ASCA. Maybe they want to be an expert witness. What, what's some advice Kay that, that you would like to instill upon them? I would absolutely encourage them to join ASCA or get on the listserv and whatnot and see, and see what people are doing. We, it is hard, Joe, but we have a lot of guidelines. And these these guides have served us well for many many decades. They're they're court tested, proven methodologies. They're not perfect. Nothing is. Um, and we're also getting other methodologies people might want to apply, like with the I Tree Suite, where you have the you know if they're biogenic utility. I used to do that in Ann Arbor when I was a forester there. So uh, we would we would discuss not only their amenity value, which is the beauty and all that, but their but their biogenic utility value. So there's a lot of a lot of good sources out there, and these all these folks got to do is reach out to some of us and get some training and get started. It's not uh, it's not something you pick up and run with. You need some training. Other, but it's not something if you're interested in. It's not you know it's not voodoo. 
you know, it's it's definitely tried and true. Maybe I'll put a show link <laughs> love to, for for Aska. Maybe maybe that would kind of help direct some of the the people who have questions or further conversation on it. Sure. You're you're right, Corey. We'll 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 guide our listeners to Aska. I think Aska is an amazing organization that takes it to a next level. And then if it's a woodlot, don't be afraid to reach out to a local forester that understands the value of timber in a uh, forestry setting. There's, and it's totally different. Don't ever forget that because they're getting something for timber in, in the forest. Don't mean you're going to get it in the urban forest. So it's very, very important. So. And Joe, Kay, we do, we, we thank do. Thank you from the bottom. Okay, I'm sorry. I was going to say we do appraise trees and woodlands, but it's got to be a demonstrated use for your, you know, for the people. So don't think that they're not, they're just board timber. If you're like, hey, that's that's the tree on my deck, call it, call it consulting arborist. You're right. Thank you. Kay, thank you. Um, a, a consulting arborist can help you urban and, and yeah. forestry, yeah. but there is a value on trees and we have to establish that. And you helped us understand um, that there's a process in developing the, the true value of a tree. And it's important in certain situations. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. It was way fun. Hey, great topic today. Yes. So lots of good information. Yeah. Probably one of our best yet. If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing, Signing out. out.